Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to a special version of Finance in a Flash today. Uh, Today, we are joined by Stephanie Murray. Stephanie is Beacon's Planning and Operations Manager. Stephanie is an enrolled agent, a federally licensed tax practitioner, as well as a certified financial planner. Uh, Stephanie is an integral role um, here at Beacon and um, in the the planning and tax preparation process. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm excited to be on the podcast today. Well, we are certainly excited to have you. Um, Don't tell Chip, but it's a nice change. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, Stephanie, it is the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? And um, it's not Christmas anymore, um, but it's tax season. So with that in mind, uh, I thought it would be a good time to kind of check in with you, go over a few things that, you know, as as folks start to think about tax season and getting their tax uh, documents ready to hand over to a tax preparer. So I didn't think there was a, a better person than you, Stephanie, to to get this kicked off. So um, to kind of get things going, let's go over maybe some of the basics. What are maybe some standard tax forms folks should be on the lookout and, you know, about when should they expect them? Sure. Um, so um, in terms of tax forms, the majority of your income tax forms, um, so like W-2s, 1099-Rs, um, interest and dividend forms, um, also 1099 miscellaneous or non-employee compensation forms. Those should all be um, to you by January 31st uh, at the latest, usually, uh, if you don't already have them now, really. Um, Consolidated 1099s for brokerage statements. Now, those typically don't come out till mid-February, and some could be in late February. Um, TD forms for 2023, uh, their deadline says February 29th. So those could be a little later. Schwab is typically um, like February, right around February 15th or so. Sometimes there are corrected 1099s that come out later on in March, um, sometimes early April, but not too many people should be receiving those. Um, a note for also the, the previous uh, TD Ameritrade clients for 2023. So there's a chance you will have a 1099 from Schwab and from TD. So there could be two forms uh, this year because um, they did it based on when the transition happens. So anything prior to September will be on a TD form and anything after September will be on a Schwab form. So just keep that in mind. Um if Beacon prepares your tax return, we will be getting all those copies. So you don't have to worry about sending those to us. But if um, you have another tax preparer, then make sure to, to be on the lookout for multiple forms. Um, some other notes, uh, just uh, remember to check online for some of the tax forms you think you're getting. Um, a lot of times companies have switched to digital only, so you're not receiving them in the mail and people kind of lose track and don't think about them if they haven't gotten them in the mail with it, their other documents. Um, and then lastly, uh, for those who receive a PIN number from the IRS, those likely have already come, um, usually in December and you know, kind of early to mid-January. Um, for the folks that have those, uh, make sure your tax preparer gets those because they are required to file your tax return. Awesome. Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, I think those were some really good points and some really important 
important points in there as well, especially about TD and Schwab. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I was, I was thinking about that, uh, before we jumped on this podcast. So really glad that you brought that up. Um, and I, I also understand, you know, hopefully that brought some peace of mind to, to, um, our listeners and our clients, you know, I know this time of the year can be a kind of a source of anxiety. So hopefully folks will find this to offer a little bit of clarity. So with that being said, I think it's a good segue into our next topic. So now, you know, folks have gotten a good handle about what they need and what to be on the lookout for and about when to, to receive them. Um, Stephanie, could you go over the process now? It's like, I've got all my stuff and I've handed it over to my tax preparer. Um, so, so what's next? Well, I mean, I can only speak to the process we use here at Beacon, but um, I would imagine other places have a, a similar process. So um, at Beacon, we send out an email um, with a link to our organizer and engagement letter is the kind of the start of all the tax um, processes. So you will likely be in the middle of receiving your documents and we'll send this email out. Um, and the organizer and engagement letters um, are forms that we have to have back from clients, um, anybody that we are doing their tax return. And I'll kind of um, tell you why here in just a moment, but I know the organizer can seem a little daunting at first um, and we try to make it as simple as possible, but it serves a couple purposes. Um, one is to have a record of answers to certain questions that we as the tax preparer have to answer on your return on your behalf. So for instance, there's a question regarding um, selling digital assets and it is a required question on the 1040 on like page one of your tax return um, that has to be answered for everybody. And if we were just to be like, oh no, you know, Mr. Smith doesn't have uh, any digital assets or didn't sell any digital assets. And in fact you did, and there's no proof that you told us yes or no, we are held responsible. So we have to have, you know, answers to specific questions like that. And those we put on the organizer. Uh, the other purpose of the organizer is to, you know, gather your specific income and deduction information. Sometimes it's been, you know, a year or more since things have happened um, related to this tax year that we're doing the return for. So the organizer can kind of help jog your memory. It helps maybe jog our memory um, or, you know, to help research items that are needed for your return. And, you know, we we can remember some things or we have records of some things, but we don't have everything. So we kind of rely on you as the client to provide all that remaining information to, to make sure your return's accurate. Now, the other part, the engagement letter, uh, that is required also, um, partly because it just explains the scope of services that we're providing to you in during the tax preparation service, um, because this is a you know, separate service from our um, regular investment management, net worth management kind of service. Um, there are different um, services provided under this engagement. So uh, it's also a requirement of the IRS that we have this on file. Um, so we are required to have it for each person we do a tax return for. So once the clients um, complete the organizer online and electronically sign the engagement letter, um, once you hit submit at the end, it is automatically returned to us. 
And then um, the client only needs to worry about uploading their tax documents to us on ShareFile. Or we also still, you know, take them by mail or drop off at the office if, you know, it's easier. Once we receive all those documents, along with the engagement letter and organizer, we begin working on your tax return. So um, we start entering in the information and um, we kind of start, you know, with the basic data entry stuff. And then um, it goes and then another person reviews it. And then after that, we also do a final review. So um, there can be two or three people working on your return. And, you know, we think this is a good thing to help, you know, catch any mistakes or to, you know, just make sure everything is covered. We don't want to just, you know, enter it in one time, file it and be done with it. Um, and then during this, we're also looking, you know, for planning opportunities or, you know, if there's IRA contributions that could be made or HSA contributions, you know, some of those kind of planning items. Um, and during this time, you know, any one of us could send you an email with questions, you know, making, clarifying some of the information or asking for more documentation, uh, just to make sure we have everything right. So the timeline for this process, sometimes uh, that's a big question for clients. Um, and honestly, it's pretty dependent on, you know, when we get your information and all of the information, and then also how many other people's information we've gotten at the same time. You know, sometimes like mid-March, it's pretty busy, you know, it could take a couple of weeks to get everything through um, all those steps. So um, it, there's no specific one time that it takes mm -hmm. to finish a return. And then there's also, you know, occasionally there will be some things that, you know, if you're waiting for a K-1 from someone, obviously we can't finish your return quite yet. So it'll kind of just hang out until you get those documents. Um, and then, there's certain people we know they get corrected 1099s usually every year. So we'll kind of hold on to those and wait for those extra documents. Right. Oh, well, that was a great overview of, of, of the process here. And um, I really, I really liked, um, you know, hearing about some of the things that do seem a little bit daunting. You know, it is a, it is a, a bit daunting, the, the questionnaire, I suppose, but it really does give you the information that you guys need as tax preparers to help accurately um, and correctly uh, file the returns. So um, thank you for that, Stephanie. Now, um, I know we kind of wanted to wrap up this podcast with a few specific items that we get a lot of questions about or get sometimes get, um, you know, incomplete information on like uh, things like medical deductions, charitable donations, or and uh, qualified charitable uh, distributions or QCDs. Um, and you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but some tax and planning uh, or tax planning and estimates. So could you give our listeners some insight on these topics? Sure. So um, let's start with uh, medical deductions. Um, so we get asked quite often, you know, should I keep be keeping track of my medical? Um, and while we can't really say, you know, yes or no specifically for everybody, um, I will say that the standard deduction is pretty high right now. Um, so a lot of people aren't itemizing in the first place. So if you're not itemizing, then your medical deductions don't matter. However, um, if you are itemizing, uh, medical deductions have a certain threshold you have to reach first to even 
begin to start adding to your atomized deductions. So um, medical has to be more than seven and a half percent of your AGI before the first dollar is deductible. So for instance, say your income is $100,000, your medical expenses have to be more than $7,500 for the year for the first dollar to be deductible. So a lot of times that's that's kind of a high number for people to reach unless they've mm-hmm. had, you know, something major medically happening in the year. But just, you know, your typical doctor's appointments and things aren't going to reach that kind of limit. The next item um, for charitable donations. So um, this also kind of falls into that same bucket with the medical in terms of the standard deduction being so high. A lot of times the charitable aren't reaching the the limit for itemizing. But if you are, um, there's a couple notes about um, the donations. So if we prepare your tax return, we don't require to see every receipt, um, but you should keep, make sure you have those in your tax file um, that you keep at home. Um, if you ever get audited or anything like that, the IRS is going to want to see those. Another uh, note on the donations is for non-cash donations. So like Goodwill or Habitat, some of those places, um, we have to have a lot more information to be able to put it on your return uh, than say like the cash donations. So um, you have to kind of keep track of what items were donated, the date of the donation, the the value of the donation and where it was donated, um, especially if it's over uh, $500. So we have to input all that information in your tax return to be able to take those deductions for the non-cash donations. So a note on the QCDs, um, which are qualified charitable distributions. Um, The 1099 from the custodian that you get will show the entire amount that you took out of your IRA all year. So if you did a qualified charitable distribution from your IRA, you have to make sure that the person preparing your tax return knows this and they make a special um, entry on the tax return to account for that uh, donation. So it is not anywhere on the 1099 and that kind of stresses people out sometimes. Um, And also uh, if we prepare your tax returns, we always try to keep up with that, but it never hurts to, you know, remind us because it is a busy time of year. Um, And lastly, uh, in regards to tax planning and estimates. So we always include a question on the organizer um, asking about your tax situation for the current year. So for this year, you know, we're going to ask you a question. uh, What do you think your income or deductions are going to be for 2024? And we use this to um, make the tax planner for 2024 and to calculate tax estimates if necessary. Um, you know, we're looking for information like, you know, is your income going to be a lot higher or a lot lower this year? Um, are you going to have a lot more deductions or a lot less, um, anything that would change your tax situation a lot from, you know, the previous year to the current year. Um, and that, that kind of helps us make sure you're set for the year and you don't end up with, you know, some big tax bill or something later on. So we're trying to help prevent those kinds of situations. 
Great. I, I really liked this last part. Uh, those were some really interesting topics and stuff that, like we said, we get a lot of questions about. Um, the The qualified charitable distribution part, I think, is a great and really excellent um you know, point to to point out that, you know, the entire gross amount distributed for the year is going to be on there. Cause I think folks do kind of freak out. Oh, didn't we do a QCD? And it's like, yeah, we did. It's, it's on there, but it's just kind of hiding. And also making sure that you tell your tax preparer too, especially if, um, if it's not us. <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, I think that was a really great way to wrap up the podcast. Stephanie, thank you so much, um, for, for joining us today and letting us, uh, pick your brain before, um, this busy season <laughs> starts. Um, I, I hope that um, our listeners and our clients that are listening um, get a lot of great um, information as we enter this uh, wonderful season that is tax season. Um, thanks so much for listening with us today and um, have a great day and we'll, we'll see you next time.